Your business is an asset that can support a thriving life. I believe this, and I am committed to making this a reality for every entrepreneur and business owner who listens to this podcast. The Women Thriving in Business podcast was created with you in mind. Whether you are thinking about entrepreneurship or you're a business veteran, this podcast has inspiration, information, and advice you can use to thrive in business. Women Thriving in Business features candid, unscripted conversations with entrepreneurs, business experts, authors, and academics who will contribute to your business success. I seek out and talk with business leaders who have built, grown, and thrived in business. My name is Nikki Rogers, transformation coach, author, and the host of Women Thriving in Business podcast. I work with women entrepreneurs to develop the mindset, strategies, and connections necessary to thrive in business. Join me and your fellow thrivers each week on this journey of discovery and success. Hello, Thrivers, and welcome to this week's episode of Women Thriving in Business podcast. My guest today is Jen Urso, who is the founder of Activate Within, a leadership coaching and consulting business focused on evolving business through mindful leadership, transformational experiences, and healing organizational culture. From 2002 to 2018, Jen held a number of roles in strategic development, program management, org development, business administration, and operations across a number of small, mid, and large organizations. Throughout her career, Jen was in awe of the power of the business world to shape lives and society but she also found herself disheartened by the business-as-usual mindset. As a result, in 2018, Jen left her job as the VP of an insurance association and embarked on a six-month spiritual journey that took her around the world. It was an intense healing experience and led her to launch Activate Within to serve as the grounding agent for organizational change, healing, and growth. Listen in as Jen shares with us how she followed her spirit, relocated across several states, and then created the business that will allow her to follow her dreams. Let's go. Hello, Thrivers. I'm so excited to have with me today, Jen Urso, who is the founder of Activate Within, a coaching and consulting firm in Asheville, North Carolina. So thank you, Jen, for joining us today. Thank you, Nikki. So pleased to be here. Great. So let's just jump right in. Tell us about your business and a little bit about what inspired you to start your entrepreneurial journey. Okay, great. So Activate Within is really the culmination of so many things that have inspired me over the past 20 years. To be more specific, I guess the best starting point would be to talk about my journey, which led me to Washington, D.C. And I was working at an insurance trade association, doing a lot of meaningful work and being connected to a lot of meaningful people. And I was enjoying so many aspects of what I was doing, the skill sets and 
and really what my job entailed. And yet I found myself largely disconnected to the work. My heart and my spirit were calling me in a different direction. And that's not an easy place to be when your mind is firmly planted in a place and your heart and your spirit want to take you away to another place. But I had committed to living my life by my spirit. I have a tattoo actually that says, follow your spirit without hesitation. And so I knew that the time would come when I would have to really act on that. And that was the decision point of having a career that felt really safe and secure and knowing that it wasn't satisfying the deeper parts of myself. And so I decided to leave my job and my home city there and get rid of all my belongings and take a leap of faith and took a travel sabbatical for about six months that led me around the world. And I'm very blessed and privileged to have that opportunity. And it really was the transformation that my heart and soul were seeking. And it led me down a path of understanding myself so much better and also being connected to what I think is my mission in this world. That led me to launch Activate Within Coaching Consulting. And we work with leaders from C-suite down to next-gen leaders, so students that are entering the workplace. And we offer leadership coaching around what it means to be a professional in today's environment with a lens of awareness and mindfulness. And we also work with organizations, small through large, about reimagining the workplace of the future and what people really need and want today from careers and from workplaces. You know, Jen, I love that. It sounds like you had this awakening that while you were satisfied professionally, it wasn't necessarily feeding your soul. And that led you to go on this six-month journey, which then led to the entrepreneurship. Can you talk to us a bit about as you were going through your six-month trip and thinking about what you were going to do next? At what point were you saying, or what point did you decide, like, I'm not going to go back and take a job, but I'm actually going to create, I'm going to create a job, so to speak, or create a business that actually will feed that inner yearning? That's a great question, Nikki. I would say that I was aware that I wanted to do my own thing for years, and yet I didn't feel like I was quite there yet. So again, an intuitive gut feeling that I was still learning a lot of skill sets in my corporate career. But when I left, I knew that I wanted to create something for myself and that had more creative power. So that led me to the entrepreneur track. And I'll tell you something that's really interesting is that I knew I wanted to do my own thing. And I was really inspired and energized by the opportunities that creating a business entails. And I have learned through experience from launching it that I also really miss the connection and collaboration of a team and people. But I also realized you can create this within your own company too. So I have a number of really important partnerships and collaborations and I'm building a team and that feels really good to have both sides of that, the connection, the collaboration, and also still being in control of your own destiny. I think that's great. And that's actually the way we got connected through a mutual partnership. So I I think it is important to recognize that this entrepreneurial journey can be lonely and it can often feel like you're kind of out by yourself. And the fact that there are ways to stay connected to others that really bring something valuable to your life. And so I'm thankful to our mutual partner, Warren, for connecting us. And I think when you have those connections and people 
or doing things that you want to be a part of, it does make you feel like you're building a community and actually building something that's bigger than just your small business, because that's what helps it move from small to having greater impact out in the world. Yes. And you mentioned the word awakening before. And I think that there's a really important point that sometimes awakening can feel like you're by yourself on a little island or isolated. And so as you begin an awakening journey, and then you also are creating your own business, you know, on your own terms, but by yourself, it can feel quite lonely. And so I think that it's important to connect to the inner parts of yourself and allow yourself to really feel all the emotions that come up with it and say, what's coming up? What's and how can I better this experience for myself? How can I keep evolving through it? Because once you're on an awakening journey, it just continues to unfold layer by layer, level by level. And that includes the journey through an entrepreneurship. You mentioned that you moved to a different state, that you started a brand new business after you moved. Can you talk a bit about some of the challenges that you face either internally in making this transition from employee to business owner or externally as you were trying to make your mark in a new city, new state, new situation? Sure. So I think one of the main challenges I have found is finding the right words to articulate what I'm doing and whom I'm doing it for and to narrow down my audience. So I've always known that I wanted to re-enter the business community and help professionals to really have their own awakening journey on a very deep personal level and also a very deep professional level. And so I knew that broadly, but I guess honing it down to exactly what I want to be doing and, and for whom took me a little bit of time. And that, like most everything else, is an exploration. It's a creative process. And I found that what was so helpful for me is when I came with the angle of I need to do this and I need to figure it out. It was stagnant. But when I had the mindset and the belief set and the energy set that it's a playful creative process and it was really an exploration that I could have fun with and I can allow myself some time and space to process, that's what really helped me to gain traction and to become more clear within myself. And I think that my audience then began to feel that as well and it attracted the right people. The right people started showing up because I had become really clear in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit of who I wanted to serve. That gave me the image of a really beautiful flower and then like the butterflies come to it. It's when you're blooming, when you're doing what you're supposed to do is going to attract those who can help you do what you're supposed to be doing. So I love that image. Yeah, I feel like I want to put that on something. So put it on me. <laughs> when you think about what you've been able to accomplish since starting your own business, what are some of the ones that you're most proud of? Well, I have to talk about how COVID has really impacted this because I started my business late summer of 2019. And so COVID hit shortly thereafter. And in many ways, it has been a blessing. And I say that with a huge amount of sensitivity because I know there is just an incredible amount of pain and suffering. And I am 100% humbled by all of the pain that people have felt and are feeling. 
I want to be super respectful of that while also admitting that there's room for multiple truths to be playing out. And so the other side of that is that it acted as an accelerator for so much to rise to the surface, so much injustice, so much brokenness. And so we have collectively as a human species had this great time to process what's happening in our world much deeper than we would normally be evaluating things from the day to day in our normal state of being, if you will. And so for me, it helped because I really want to be a voice for the emerging future and reimagining what the workplace looks and feels like. I'm emphasize feels like. And I think that with COVID, so many people really took a hard look at their personal values and assessed how am I showing up in life and how am I spending my time and who am I spending it with? We've seen all these macro and micro changes from people during the pandemic. And so I think that it has brought people to a humbled, deep place of understanding their humanness and what it means to be a human in today's environment. And it also really emphasized where people are no longer tolerant and have little to no patience because we've come down to our basic values and what that means in life and how we spend our time. And so many people are thinking about work in a totally new lens and with a different degree of awareness and mindfulness. And they want careers that are going to fulfill them in many different ways, much like I went through the journey of ensuring that my career would fulfill me in many different dimensions and ways. And so I think that I have to just take a minute and acknowledge that while COVID has brought so much sadness, it also has brought this degree of awareness that has hopefully helped humanity to grow in many ways that it would have taken much longer if we wouldn't have had this year of acceleration. I agree with that. I truly believe that the pandemic has illuminated so much in people's lives. It is a spotlight. It is a flashlight. Like you're seeing all the corners, all the crevices. And if things weren't great before, they're unbearable now. Right. If things were good, you are appreciative and you're trying to strengthen them. But I think you're right around this idea of what are you tolerating? I think people are realizing, you know, just talking about the future of work where you may have worked in a company where telework was unheard of or frowned upon or was very difficult to get approved. And now everyone's working from home. A good majority of people are working from home. And it's been proven that people can do this. So how can you ever go back to the way things were? Like we've seen this now. Yes. And I love your word illuminating. That makes a lot of sense. And it feels really good to me too. And I think of a lot of the coaching clients that I have right now that are both on a very deep personal journey of who am I and where do I really want to be and what I want to be doing. And also this rising of generations, you know, especially the younger generations and generation X who are now in leadership positions who want to transform workplace culture, who want to make it more of a place where there's authenticity and vulnerability and courage, where there are courageous, conscious conversations, where diversity, equality, equity, and inclusivity is not a nice to have or a secondary approach. It is at the core values of an institution and making sure that everyone is on page and everyone is embodying the values that a company says that they have. And so there's this like resurgence of coming back to values. And I know I keep saying that word, but really it distills down to the values that people have and that they're commanding that in order organization that they are a part of embodies and shows and demonstrates and acts. 
I think that's the living part of it, right? Like, are you living the values? It's more than just words on a website or words on the wall. It's now how are you living those values? And how are you, particularly in the place of work, how are you making staff feel safe and appreciated? All the things that we thought maybe were happening, but now the the times are demanding that employers show up more so than ever. Yes, with head, heart, spirit, and body, and to living values, like you've said, like more than a mission statement on the wall that is talked about at quarterly meetings, but really ensuring that the leadership all the way down to the new employees understand the values and they live those values. And there's accountability when people are not sharing those values and enacting through those values. Companies now are being asked to really access deeper parts of themselves and to bring the heartbeat of an organization out. And so it comes back to this feeling component that for a long time, the business as usual mindset was all about profit and productivity and returns. And those things are important because money fuels the mission of an organization, obviously, but it's now so much deeper than that. It's moved from financial stakeholders to all stakeholders and really thinking holistically about all of the people and planets and how we're impacting everyone. Yes, indeed. I think that impact is ever more important. I think leaders, I I honestly think because you're seeing more vulnerability from leaders, like they're able to bring them their whole selves, which then encourages the rest of the organization to bring their whole selves to work. I think people are showing up. I think there's still work to do. Yes. I think that individuals feel more empowered to say, this is me, this is who I am, take me, or I will find somewhere else that will appreciate me. So I think there's this empowerment of people at the individual level really saying, I see my value, I see my worth, and you all need to recognize that. I still think there's a lot of work to do. I still think there's organizations, there's individuals who in the midst of all this illumination and enlightenment, still feel like they aren't necessarily being valued and appreciated. Yeah, I think this is a really great point that there's a long road ahead of us. And so I'm energized and inspired by the traction that we're seeing. When there's new forms of power and empowerment showing up, then the other side of that is fear from some of the people who have held these controlling interests and parties. And so there is definitely a a dueling of energies, if you will. But I think that as we move forward with a new lens of awareness and are really mindful about how we're showing up as people, how we're showing up as leaders, how we're showing up as businesses in society, that there will be a reckoning, if you will, about what it means to have power. I think an outdated definition of power is controlled down. And now we're really coming to a place where it's more collective and communal. And going back to the generational points, the younger generations insist on community. It's one of their core values. And so as they become leaders, it's going to be just a natural shift into a more community centered mindset. I hope so. I'm hopeful. I think you're right about people being concerned about what they perceive as a shift in power, which means they have less. They may feel like there's a scarcity of power. And I truly believe that collectively we build more power, right? 
Mm-hmm. We just generate more power and it's not, you know, somewhat of a balancing, but I don't think because I have more power, you have less. Right. I think we can generate more power and all of us can still continue the lives that we want to have. And so I think until people really get that and understand that and live that, I think we will continue to have this kind of push pull or tug of war or resistance to what is really going to be. It is the emerging future. It is the future to come. And, you know, I want to be around to see that to fruition. So yeah, me too. And I think that we're all playing important roles in that transition, going from a mindset and a belief system of scarcity, and there only being a finite amount of success and abundance that's available to people versus really living in a place of embodying uh, abundance mindset and belief system is something that is difficult. Yeah super simple transition. And I think that it starts individually. We all have to believe that there's enough for all of us to be safe, secure, and thriving in this world. And once we believe that, then our actions follow. And once our actions follow, we come up with a totally different set of guidelines and norms and cultures that surround us. Agreed. Agreed. Jen, talk to us a bit about your vision for your business. So where do you see yourself or what is the impact that you see Activate Within having over the next five years? Mm, Great question. So Nikki, I hope that you're okay with me saying this, that we both were in a course through MIT together called Theory U. And uh, Theory U is a model for systems change and transformation. When I think about the next five years, I think about doing more large-scale transformation for cultures, which I'm already doing some of that. And I would like to make it more of a pillar of the kind of work that I'm doing. And what I would love to see happen and what I believe is going to happen because I'm already putting this together is that we'll go into organizations that are ready to be in a very vulnerable place to say, where are we succeeding and where are we not? That's a really big, broad question. But I think that so many people and companies can right now point to all of these things that aren't working. And yet they have a hard time articulating what it would take to get to the other side of that and really create an environment that is healthy, thriving, and successful for all stakeholders. There's many different parts of that. And so I would love to come in and take a good look at what it means to really transform the culture from the inside out, from a place of personal transformation and from a place of consciousness, teaching an organization how to live and respond in a conscious way, to be proactive and to really value the profound impact of mindfulness and awareness in building an organization and a business that is poised for the emerging future. And for that to be a really exciting conversation that leaders are ready and wanting to have. Additionally, I see Activate Within being a community for business, dreamers, rebels, misfits, mystics, strategists, bringing in all of this collection of energies and people who want to celebrate the business community and the power that it has to shape our lives and our society and our our global reach. And I would love to just create a fun playground for people to exchange ideas, have consciously created dinner parties, have intentional sabbaticals, do excursions and travel through the lens of being a mindful, conscious creator for professionals and for business leaders. 
I am excited. I want to see this come to fruition. I'm excited not only about the organizational work, but I think that individual level effort is where change actually happens. And so I really love the idea of creating a consciousness that starts at the individual level that then grows out into the organizational level. And I really like that idea because I think there's lots of people doing individual work, but then they go to a job that does not support Correct. All this enlightenment that they have. Yes. Creating those two pieces, I think is really important in order to make this work. I love that you just said that. I think that as people begin their own awakening journey, that is such a good point you just made because they go back to an organization which we spend more time at work than anywhere else typically. And they don't feel supported and they don't feel seen and heard. They don't feel like they can be their true selves. And that's when employees begin to question their career path and question their place in an organization. And so when an organization wants to transform from the inside out, they're giving everyone permission to grow and bring their whole self to work and say, you have a place here and we're going to grow with you. And so I think that's a really an exciting part of the conversation too. Great. If you had to give, let's say two to three words of advice to an aspiring entrepreneur, what would they be? So when I think about everything that we've talked about today, it sums up into one word, which is renewal. Renewal of the self, renewal of an organization, renewal of a system, renewal as an entrepreneur. And I think that when we can step into a place of renewal, we understand and we practice that things are always going to be changing. We honor the dynamic state of the world and of the universe and of nature. And we know that things are always going to be changing and to be comfortable with that. Sometimes the change is going to be uncomfortable, but when we can fall back onto like the principle and the law of change and renewal, then we can become a little more comfortable and find a little more ease and joy in understanding that things are just always going to be changing and to embrace that and to be the director of that versus being dragged around by it. The entrepreneurship journey is a long and big one, and it's always going to bring unforeseen aspects, but I think that it's so rich and it's so beautiful. It connects us to our power and it connects us to the best parts of our skill sets and our jobs. And it allows our dreams and our missions to come out fully. Jen, one of the questions that we ask every guest are for two songs that are on their power playlist. What are your two songs and why? This changes so frequently. I love music and I love Spotify that they just populate suggestions for you. So I'm always like just jumping around finding new and different songs. But the two that I'll point to today are Invaders of the Heart by Jaw Wobble and Wildfires by Salt. They're two upbeat, fun songs that I put on when I just need a little reboot or to become re-energized or just to have a little bit of fun as I'm cooking and cleaning and driving. So those are two that I definitely am into right now. Great. Thank you. Jen, it's been great talking to you today. Where can people find you if they want to learn more or to contact you? Yeah. Thank you, Nikki. It's been such a joy speaking with you. People can find me through my website, which is activate-within.com. You can email me at Jen with two N's. So it's J-E-N-N at activate dash within.com. I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram as well. And I hope to hear from you all. Great. And I will share all of that information in our show notes.
Jen, it has been a pleasure. It's always great talking to you. I'm so happy that you got to come on and be a guest on the podcast. And I am excited about all the things that you're doing. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, everyone. Take care. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving in Business podcast. If you like this episode, share it with a friend. You can also join us on social media to share your feedback and comments. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Until next week, keep thriving. Thank you.